Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Trade Deadline Preview Shows we're going on here at the Hockey Writers. I'm your host, Matthew Zator, and I am joined in by two of our writers that cover the trade deadline, uh, Eugene Halfrick and Alex Chauvency. Uh, guys, how's it going? I mean, it hasn't been, we've pushed back this show, I don't know how many times now, two weeks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Waiting two for weeks. stuff to happen. Uh, Eugene, how's it going? It's going fine. I really thought by now we'd have a lot more to talk about. It felt like we were getting real close to a bunch of moves and then it kind of all stalled after the Lindholm trade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah, exactly. I thought often uh, Lindholm and Monaghan, I thought that was just going to kind of, you know, break down the floodgates for trades. But uh, yeah, I guess teams are still having conversations uh, about what they want to do because nothing's happened since then. <laughs> yeah, lots of big names still on the board. We're going to talk about a few of them, but I we're going to we're going to kick off the show here with uh, a little bit of a game. Uh, buyers or sellers. Uh, Eugene, I'll let you take that away because you've got a, a few teams that uh, you've been kind of wrestling with on your power rankings. And these are probably the teams that we're going to be wrestling with as buyers or sellers right now because I'm not sure about them. Yeah, so it's a situation where I feel like for the last you know six weeks or so, I've had about eight teams. I never know what to do with them. I I try and feel like, are they buyers? Are they like sellers? They'll play well for a week. And I think they're going to buy. They'll play poorly for a week. I think they're going to sell. So Thought I'd get your opinions on a few teams and see what you thought. So we'll start out with the easy one, Calgary Flames. Their team, I think they're still going to be selling, even though they keep winning just enough to stay in the hunt. But I'm curious to see what you all say starting there. Yeah, I definitely think they're going to end up selling. Um, I was listening to 32 Thoughts earlier this afternoon, and it, uh, you know, Elliot was saying um, that it sounds like Noah Hannafin's definitely going to go to market uh, if he... Uh, becomes a instead of re-signing with Calgary. So I'm pretty sure they're going to trade him in the next couple of weeks. Um, and it sounds like it's going to be to us based teams because that they have the better chance of re-signing him. So I definitely think he's gone. I would think Tanev is probably gone too. And then we'll see what happens with Jacob Markstrom. I mean, the devils have been connected to him quite a bit, um, but there's other teams that need goaltending too. So it'll be interesting to see if they kind of make a play for him as well. Wouldn't surprise me if he gets dealt before the March 8th deadline as well. Yeah, I, I, I've been kind of thinking the Flames are going to be sellers too because, I mean, they are in the bubble. They're within striking distance of the playoffs, but you don't want it to go to a point where you're not going to get anything for these guys. It looks like Tanev's going to go to free agency. It seems like even if he does get traded, he's going to sign with the Canucks in, in free agency. I, You know, guys like Hannafin, like you said, Alex, it looks like he's going to go to free agency, so they're going to lose him it's to get something for him is, is good. And he's 26 years old. He's, he's a young guy still. Uh, you'd want to get something that's pretty established for him. Uh, Markstrom's a little bit interesting to me because he's going to, he's going, he's a guy with terms still. He's still got a couple of years. There's a couple of years still on his contract. Yeah. So if he goes to another team, you know, he's going to be there for a bit. So you're going to want a lot for him. Yeah, the Calgary Flames going to be an interesting team to watch coming up to the deadline. I think they are sellers because you do got to get rid of some guys. Yeah, they, yeah they I'd be really surprised. If, oh, yeah, go ahead, Eugene. I'd say the, the weird thing that, that one team could be, you know, five, six of the major trades could just be from them. Yeah. Like, they, they could get all the first-round picks that are traded this year. Who else could they trade to the Canucks at this point, too? Yeah. Very, <laughs> that's off and Lindholm, so... See who Tanev's else they could in Vancouver. I... <laughs> Maybe Tanev is going back to Vancouver, too. <laughs> Yeah, that that's yeah. The Flames are going to be interesting to watch for sure. Yeah. So my next one is the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're a team that 
really have underperformed this year. They're really not. They're close to the playoff race in air quotes, but they're only close because. But they start to jump like six teams to get anywhere near it. So they're a team that I could see them. Uh, if they were a regular team, they'd be sellers, I think, for sure. But they're not a regular team when you have Crosby mm-hmm. and Malkin on your lineup. So what do you think? Penguins are another interesting one because Gensel's out now. Probably around the deadline, he'll be back. But he, when injuries happen, it seems like look what Sean Monahan when he got hurt there just before the dead around the deadline, they couldn't trade him. So that was off. I don't know if Gensel's going to be dealt, and if they do deal him, they're kind of sending a message that they're not going to be competing for the playoffs. And like you said, with Crosby and Malkin and all these veteran guys that, are, that just signed again, I uh, it's it's tough to kind of say we're going to be selling off all these pieces. We're not going to push for the playoffs. Uh, they're, I think, the definition of a bubble team. You're not really yeah. sure uh, what's going to happen with them because they could deal some pieces. I'm just not sure who will be. Who it will be. Yeah, I think they're going to sell too. I think the Gensel injury kind of sealed their fate a little bit. I just don't really see them being uh, good enough to catch, I guess, maybe New Jersey. I, I think they could catch the Islanders. I'm not really too impressed with them. But maybe some other teams in the Atlantic that are fighting for the, the bubble spot too, like the Detroit Red Wings have been playing better hockey for the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the Penguins are going to sell. Like, I I still think they can be a playoff team with a like core of Crosby and Malkin and Latang, but they got to get younger around the rest of the team. And I know trading Gensel would kind of go against that since he's one of their younger players, but if they can get some younger assets back in return for him and then, uh, you know, try to retool in the offseason. I think that'd be the best path for them moving forward. Because um, right now, even if they do find a way to get back in the playoffs, I'm not really sure they're going anywhere. So probably be in their best interest to sell, honestly. And I think that's probably where they're heading after that Gensel injury. Yeah, for sure. Now I got one from Matthew today, um, after the game today. The Minnesota Wild, are they buying <laughs> or selling? <laughs> oh, the wild. that was a wild game. Um, yeah, I. there again, they're... they're what are they I had two points out of the playoffs now somehow after today Something like that they're so, right yeah. there i it's it's tough because there are some players they could trade like uh erickson Ack, he's got term on his contract he's been kind of in the rumors a bit uh it's i want to say they're probably going to sell because you know they could sell they could trade mark andre Fleury. i uh, get something for him i uh, but there again bubble team that's tough to gauge because they were pretty good against the top team in the league today. I, yes, they got what four or five on threes uh, to help with that. (laughs) I mean, most teams are going to probably going to score on a few of them. I, I think they're sellers, but I'm not hundred percent sure on it. Yeah. I have a tough time with this one too. I, I think I lean buyer because I feel like Bill Guerin's a bit of a wild card as a GM. You don't really know what he's going to do. I would probably lean buyer. I just don't really see them going for like a big fish or anything like that. But I think if he could find a way to get some pieces that would, you know, improve their depth and at least get one of the wild card spots in the Western Conference, because the wild card in the Western Conference is pretty open. I think he could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the expectation going into the season for them was definitely to make the playoffs. And they fired Dean Evanson pretty early on in the season. So I definitely think they're trying to compete. That's why I think I would lean to them being buyers at this point. But they're they're pretty interesting. And I guess there's still two weeks for that to change. I mean, they could yeah. fall off again and become sellers. But as of now, I would probably lean toward them being buyers, even if they're not really going for some of these bigger guys who could be available. 
I'll agree with that. Especially the last few weeks, they've kind of made me a believer because they're playing much better than people realize if you don't watch them very often. Mm-hmm. They they're they're actually a good team, but they're so poorly poor at the start that they suddenly sell way back. All right, I got one more for you from this little game here. Another fun one. The Philadelphia Flyers, they're firmly in a posi- playoff position, and yet everyone wants every player in their roster, it seems like. <laughs> I've heard a rumor for maybe three or four of their, two or three of their defensemen and a handful of their forwards this week, and they could realistically sell five players and still make the playoffs. So what do you think about them? Uh, I think they're going to be sellers, but when I was listening to 32 Thoughts earlier and Elliot was saying that they might, they're trying to re-sign Sean Walker, that made me... <laughs> maybe might make might make me rethink that um i that'd be interesting if they sold uh didn't uh trade sean walker i feel like he's their best trade ship and i guess elliot did say that they have a certain price that you know they won't go above i think they want him in like the low fours whereas he could probably get like above five on the open market so maybe that's what uh leads to them moving him but i think they do sell uh for the most part i think like scott lawton's his name's come up a lot in trade rumors recently uh, Sean Walker, obviously Nick Sealer. Um, maybe there's a couple of guys there with term that they want to move to. I think it's just best in their long-term interest to move some of these guys. Uh, you know, even if it comes at the expense of making a, the playoffs this year, they don't want it to be a one and done there. I think they want some long-term success. And, you know, after losing Cutter Gautier, you know, he's saying he didn't want to play there. I think they, they, they want to make sure that they have their long-term future set. So I think they sell, um, but they're going to be interesting too. After hearing what Elliot had to say about Sean Walker, maybe they're rethinking their plans. It, Yeah, the Flyers, uh, they could do what the Predators did. Predators obviously didn't make the playoffs last season, but they were right there and they sold at the deadline. They traded a ton of their players, yet they were within striking distance of the playoffs at that point. And then even at the end of it all, they were still within a few points of the playoffs. So they could have made it and still and traded a ton of guys. So yeah. the Flyers are maybe in the same boat, although they seem to like Sean Walker of how he's played, so they want to keep him. Uh, but again, these guys could be signed in free agency, you get something for them and for rentals for something, and then sign them again in the free in free agency. But that's if they think they're not making the playoffs. So you're yeah. trading one of your top defensemen. Yeah, there's just so many names that have been floating around the Flyers that you're not really sure which ones are going to move by the deadline. So I'm leaning on the sell side, but they could also maybe sell and buy if that's something. Yeah. Well, in real estate, yeah, the Flyers are one. Too. The Flyers could have a real hockey trade somewhere along here too, or maybe they traded trade one of their defensemen for a forward with term or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's something they definitely could do. Yeah, Flyers are going to be an interesting one to watch for sure. They all these teams, like you said, they're, 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 there's a reason why you're you wrestle with the way yeah. they are in the ring. Just kind of to, to lighting around a few of them here. Seattle Kraken, buy or sell. Oh, uh, I, I want to say sell. I sell. Yeah, I say sell so. also. Capitals, definitely sell for me. So. Yeah, I'll say sell though too. How about the Islanders? Uh, well, Lou Lamarillo never sells, so I say that buy, even though they're buying all right. Yeah, they probably shouldn't, but they probably will. So I'll go buy too because, yeah, Lamarillo is not a guy that does that. <laughs> okay, how about the Predators? Uh, probably sell also, I would think. Yeah, I think I'm leaning on the sell side as well. They're another one, they're right in that playoff spot because no one wants that last western spot in the west. Yeah, they probably, they probably shouldn't be. I don't know if they're right, really that great of a team, but they're right there. So um last one the devils they've had they've been on a run the last few days few weeks i should say 
Yeah, I think they're going to buy, but they're not going to go for rentals. Like, if they can get someone like Jacob Markstrom who has term, they'd probably try to do that before the deadline. Uh, I think they're looking for a defenseman as well. But again, if they're going to get one, I think it's someone uh, with term. Uh, they also need a third line center. So I think they're going to buy um, unless they really fall off a cliff here the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, they've put put themselves in the buy category. I would have said sell maybe a few weeks ago, but I I go buy because they've got a really good team. It's just there's a couple holes that they need to fill uh, to be back to what they were uh, last season. I'll agree with that. They they should be better than better than they are, and the right ch- changes they might still be able to be you know sneak in the playoffs and make some noise. Mm. All right, well that was fun. I <laughs> we'll see where <laughs> all these kind of I end up by the deadline uh let's let's move to that trade bait board here that we got at the hockey writers just updated by you alex around february 13th so there's a few of these names well we won't focus on all 30 because that's just that'd be insane i (laughs) there are 30 names on this list not all are ridiculously big names but there are a few notable ones i i want to start with uh, a guy we didn't we haven't talked about any of these preview shows because we have talked about a few of these guys we focused on the flames I, cause there's a few names there, but we'll touch on them, but I want to talk about uh, guys that are probably definitely going to be moved. And that's, I'll start with, I want to start with Anthony Duclair and the San Jose Sharks because the Sharks are selling. We're hundred percent sure on that. They're the last, one of the last teams in the league. They're going to be trying to get rid of these guys and Duclair could actually fetch something pretty good and be a good depth guy or even a top six. I don't know about top six for some of these teams that will get them. I'll start with you, Eugene. Now, where do you think, uh, what teams have you heard that are interested with him? Who do you think would actually go for a guy like Duclair? So Duclair's an interesting one because he makes $3 million, which isn't a lot, but in the current cap world, that's a huge amount to work around for a lot of teams who are going to be buying. Um, so either you got to find somebody who's willing to shed a contract or or uh, San Jose has to you know re- retain some of that. Uh, he's a player. I could see him. Uh, I mean, also he was he was with Florida last year, so I can't necessarily think Florida would get him back, you know, because of contracts like that. But being that sort of player, like he was for Florida last year, that you know, middle six player who's just going to you know score a bunch of goals in the playoffs. Um, if if you know money money was uh you could do you know infinite raid now, I could see him doing really well with a team like New York who could use a little bit of that insulation in their middle six for the Rangers. I should say not just New York. Um. But I said I don't know if that would work with their contract situation and their cap. I had to look in that a little more. Um, as far as rumors go, I haven't heard too many rumors. What was is there anything currently swirling around Duclair? Yeah, I haven't heard his name with that no. many teams to be honest. Yeah. You don't hear him on like the DFO rundown or thirty two thoughts either. So I don't know. Maybe there's not that much interest in him right now because he's not having the best season. But it could be a product of his team. But no mm. one of the Sharks is having a good season though. That's that's exactly. kind of the issue. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with the Ducks or the, the Blackhawks. You can't judge anyone of their numbers out there because they're all just miserable. All, all the teams right now scoring wise. <laughs> yeah. So I agree with you on the Rangers, though. I think they could be a fit for him, especially since Blake Wheeler is done for the season now. Um, So they they could use some help on the wing. And I think he was originally, was he originally a New York Rangers draft pick? Mm -hmm. So and he played there for a little bit. So I I could see that being a a destination for him. Um, I think uh, someone, uh, one of our Rangers writers, actually, I think wrote about it a little bit today. It'll be on the website tomorrow. But I could see uh, Duclair being a fit for them for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's just an interesting name because he can score. I mean, we've seen it in the past. He's not, he could play around all over the lineup too. So uh, that's going to be an interesting name to watch. Another one I want to talk about is a former devil, Alex, uh, Adam, Adam Henrique. Uh, he's now with all these centermen off the market, all these big guys. I think Henrique is probably the next one. Uh, he's getting paid a pretty sizable amount, 5.825 million. Probably going to be some salary retention involved. Where do you think he's ending up? It, first of all, do you think he is getting traded? Yeah, I can't imagine Anaheim doesn't trade him. Like, it just doesn't make sense for them to keep him around. Um, so I think he gets moved. But where he gets moved, I kind of have a hard time, uh, you know, thinking, like, of destinations for him. Like, I thought the Rangers could have um, been a destination for him. But I was reading, yeah, a, uh, editing a Rangers roundtable before. And the Rangers writers seem to think that a center isn't as much of a priority for them anymore. Um, uh, maybe they don't want to give up a first round pick for him either. So that's a problem but i the devils were mentioned with henrique by elliot friedman on a 32 thoughts episode like a couple weeks ago but i don't think they would pay a first round pick for him if they're going after mark Sherman and hannafin so it'd be interesting to see like what team would, who needs a center uh could make it work like this the bruins could use some help at center but the cap uh i think that'd be kind of an issue for them and they don't really have any assets to give up for someone like henrique um so that's a problem but i definitely think he gets moved i'd, I'd be really surprised if he didn't get dealt Eugene, what do you think about Henry? I think he's one of the few players who will get a first-round pick back, not just you know, be, be traded. Because yeah. it yeah. really doesn't feel like there's a lot of players who will warrant a first-round pick under normal circumstances, on normal market. So I definitely think he's going to get moved. The problem is, once again, he said money in space, money in cap space. Like I know the, he like said the Bruins be a perfect fit for the Bruins, but I don't think they can afford him without making mm -hmm. other changes. Uh, yeah. Same thing if you look at a team like you know maybe the Golden Knights. Could always use center depth, but do they have space for it? Yeah. Probably not. Um, I mean, a, a team that you can always look towards is the, the Hurricanes. I feel like they're a team that are always they usually don't make big make big splashes on the trade trade deadline, but they do something smart. I think Hedrink would be a smart ad for them for any team trying to make a playoff run. Um, but once again, it's I, th I think they would have enough space to do it, but there's just not a lot of buyers who I think work well with 5.8 million. Now, I said half that, if they retain half, you, you get a lot more options. But even then, there's just not a lot of money out there for yeah. that kind of that kind of spot, unfortunately, for, you know, a third line center for most teams. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, that that's, again, the money is going to be a big thing because he is, he's getting paid quite a bit. All right, another name. Let's go with that. We mentioned him, Jake Gensel. I, again, this injury is going to maybe throw a wrench into it. But Eugene, do you see Gensel getting moved? I mean, if he wasn't injured, we probably would say he'd probably be moved. And there's been quite a few teams that have kind of been in the rumors with him. If this were, once again, a normal trade deadline, I would say he's getting moved for sure. I don't think he gets traded by Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh, for better or for worse, um, is kind of still on the idea that they have to be competitive this season uh, based on how they treated the, the offseason and based on how they've... I mean, they haven't played poorly this year. It's just that they haven't got the results on the ice. You look at that, and I think that there's going to be this idea that they have to at least go forward one more time, even if it's not the right choice, because the right choice is trading him, especially if you know you're not going to resign him, because he's another one. He's probably a first-round pick player easily, if not more, but I don't think he gets traded, personally. Alex, what about you? Um, yeah, I think he's going to get moved. I, mean, I think one team that I 
would really like to see him on is Edmonton with Connor McDavid. Um, oh, that'd be amazing. That would, oh, that would be I, a lot of fun. That's dirty. Uh, I love it. Yeah, and I think they they'd be willing to move their first round pick for him for sure. I don't know how the finances work out for Edmonton if they can make that work, but that'd be really fun. Um, if he, I, I feel like it is in the Penguins' best interest to trade him. Um, just because I don't even when he by the time he comes back, I think they could their playoff hopes could be completely dead. So. Yeah, yeah. It might make sense for them to move him uh, if they can, you know. And of course, there's no long-term concerns about the injury he ha- uh, has. So, I think he gets moved. And yeah, for selfish purposes, I'd like to see Edmonton. <laughs> but uh, I think there's going to be a ton of interest in him if the Penguins decide to part ways with him. Yeah, oh, yeah. the Canucks were in that conversation, but yeah. now they've got Lindholm. I don't think that's happening. I think a defenseman's probably going to be the one, and it won't be a big name. Uh, if you call Tanev a big name, I guess he'd be a big name. <laughs> Uh, he has a big name this year, at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is like. true. <laughs> I let's go there. I mean, I just want you guys' thoughts with Tanev. I know we talked. I had uh, Derek on from the Flames team, Flames writing team, talking about Tanev. But just wanted your quick thoughts. Uh, Alex, do you see Tanev moving? I mean, the Flames are. We talked about them being in there. Do they want to trade a guy like that that could potentially be a reason why they make the playoffs? Yeah, I think they're definitely going to move him. I think they should move him sooner than uh, rather than later too, because he the way he plays the game is just like it feels. I I don't remember who said this. It might have been Elliot Friedman, but like it's like he goes down the tunnel like twice a game, like whether it's blocking <laughs> a shot or something like that. Um, so like if he gets hurt before the deadline, that would really that would not be good for the Flames. So I think they should move him as soon as they can. I think the problem is that they're waiting for a first round pick on him. I don't know if a team's going to be willing to offer a first round pick for him. Um, even if you get a second, I think that'd be a good return for him. And, uh, you know, I think Vancouver would make sense. I, I know Ottawa was in there for some reason, but that doesn't make yeah. the <laughs> deadline acquisition for them where they are. He could just walk in the summer. That would not be a good move. But, um, yeah, I think there'd be a lot of interest in him and you know, they might not get the first round pick that they're looking for, but they should get something pretty good for him. Mm-hmm. Second rounder, it seems like they're flirting with, it's not talking about, but again, some teams that are in the market for him don't have second rounders next season. Like the Maple Leafs Knucks don't have one uh, until 2025. So they want a 2020, I mean, 2025. Yeah. They don't have one until 2025. Do they want a pick? Not this draft, but next one. I don't know. Uh, Eugene, what do you think about Tanev? So Tanev, uh, I'll reach on my shoulder here and point at the lightning here. With search, <laughs> with search of being out, they're a team that on a, once again, normal circumstances, Tanev would be an all in push for him because he's, Got no no term after this point, so they can use long term injury reserve money to pay for his replacement essentially. Because Sergeyev's done for this season for sure after that injury, and they need a defenseman. Um, so once again, realistically, if they had the assets, that'd be a player you'd go after because you mm-hmm. play him through the playoffs, try and get another cup out of the deal, let him walk to wherever he wants to go afterwards. Because that's how the you know that's happened sometimes with how yeah. with this stuff. <laughs> but once again, they don't really have the assets to make those kind of moves. They've largely traded everything out of value outside of you know i think they have a third pick this year i don't know if they have a second honestly i'd have to check that again um so they said they just don't really have the assets needed to get that kind of player um but it's also he's not also not a player you go into a first round pick years down the line for either yeah because obviously it's just gonna be a rental so like i said in, in the perfect in the perfect world he'd be a lightning you know by now <laughs> but i just don't think that's gonna realistically happen and there's a lot of teams that are in, like, in a similar spot. The Maple Leafs, he would be for sure on their roster by now if they had the assets to trade yeah. for him and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think he would, he'd be a Canuck right now, too, if they had yeah. something or be willing to. 
uh, give another first round pick because that's what they wanted in that one of the 2025 pick. And it's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. I, okay. Let's see what other name, what other name do you guys want to talk about? Let's, let's go. Let's go. So for goalies. So obviously Mark Smith, the big fish. Do we think Jake Allen is big enough name to get moved this year? Um. Yeah, I think the complication there's the he has the the extra year at three point eight five million dollars, but I think Montreal would be willing to retain fifty percent on that because it should um you know make their return better. So I think he he will get moved because there's so many teams that need a goalie. This year's yeah. not just the Devils. It's like Los Angeles needs one. Carolina probably could use one, even though I think Freddie Anderson's pretty close to coming back. Um, you know, there's a ton of teams that need goaltending. Um, so I think he gets moved uh, to where I'm not really sure. Um, but it'd be I'd be surprised if Montreal hung hung on to him. Although I guess they could since he's not a UFA. Yeah, true. They could move him next year and see if they can get a first round form like they did with Monahan this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. exactly. it worked last time. Yeah, <laughs> they they could definitely. I think Jake Allen. They've been running around Edmonton. I know the Oilers have been bandied about with him. I. But now that Stuart Stuart Skinner looks fine, it, it may not be as desperate to get a goaltender. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Allen's important. Be yeah. 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 Um. Let's see. How about how about Elvis Elvis Mers Lincoln's? Because he's another one. I, we know that he requested a trade. We know that there's yeah. no interest for it. But does you know do deadlines make partners all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. I'd be surprised if he got dealt before the deadline because of his contract. I think that's a complicated trade yeah. that would need to be figured out during the off season. So I, I he's requested the trade and he clearly wants out. So I think he definitely gets moved in the summer. But I'd be pretty mm-hmm. shocked if he got moved before March eighth. Yeah, because of that term on his contract, it'd be a pretty interesting to try to deal with that at the deadline. I think that's a that's a summer thing too. I uh, yeah. what about Mark Andre Fleury? I know I mentioned him in passing there. I is that someone that you guys see see moving? Or I guess if they are to the playoffs, they've talked about it that they could move him. Yeah, I think it's up to him at this point. Uh, I mean, the wild, like we were saying before, have kind of gotten themselves back into it. I think he has like a a full no move clause in his deal. So it'll be up to him. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see where he would end up. I feel like if Carolina is going to get a goalie, that's like the most obvious fit. There would be Mark Andre Fleury. So yeah. Um, yeah. he, I would think, you know, he'd be open to moving to Carolina since they, they could probably make a run in the playoffs, but you never know. Maybe he just wants to ride out the season with Minnesota. Uh, so yeah, I think it's up to him. That's a tough one to say. I, yeah. I can't really tell, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think he has retirement rules where he just can choose to or not, and I think he's gonna stay. <laughs> yeah, especially if they're staying in the hunt, he can ride shotgun for a little while, maybe get one more run in, and then finish up. Yeah, yeah I could definitely see that. Yeah, I Noah Hannafin. I know probably an Amer- an American team, but which one <laughs> do you see? Carolina. I always guess yeah. Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Tampa too. I mean, yeah. you know, you're talking about Tanev also. And I think it was Elliot who was saying, uh, Friedman was saying on 32 Thoughts today that uh, Hannafin would be a team that, uh, or Tampa would be a team that Hannafin's really interested in. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they would have to figure out how to make it work long term. Um, but, you know, you figure that in the offseason, you could just use the LTIR money for Sergachev now. I could see Tampa making a run for him. But the problem is they don't really have the assets to give up. Um, 
what they need to get Hannafin. Uh, New Jersey has been connected to him for a while, but you know maybe they package Markstrom and Hannafin together. I'd be kind of surprised mm. if that were the case, though. I think they just get Markstrom when all's said and done. That'd be a big deal for sure. Yeah, yeah that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be a complicated trade for sure. And all how right. about Ottawa in all this conversation? I know that we have a couple players out there like Tarasenko. We expect to be traded. But what about yeah. a guy like Chicharin, Um that we always you know heard about rumors for him for years. Finally got traded. Now I'm hearing rumors about him again. Like, <laughs> what, what do you think? Someone like him, he goes, or does he stay? Uh, I I want to say he stays, and they they try to trade like Thomas Shabbat instead because you know Shabbat's got the higher contract, obviously, but I think Chikrin's the better guy to stay around. I know they've talked about it on, on Senators Roundtable quite a bit. That uh, they got to move one of these guys, and that Shabbat will be probably the guy. But I don't know if that's happening at the deadline. I think that's happening again. That's the wrap move for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Probably a summer move. Even if Chikrin gets moved, I think that'd probably be a summer move too. Uh, they got the he's got the extra year in his deal, so they could move him at the draft or something like that. I'd be kind of surprised if he gets moved before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone else? We got a. See. Oh, I, one I got. This one came pretty quick. I mean, I think this is a pretty new development. Pavel Buchnevich at St. Louis. I mean, this guy's got term on his contract. He's been really good for the Blues uh, since he came from the Rangers. Do you see a guy like that moving? I mean, the Blues are kind of in that playoff uh, area, I guess. Yeah, it was interesting because his name came up, I think, in the Athletics trade board and then on Frank Saravalli. So I was like, oh, this is a new one. I hadn't really seen it before. So that's why I decided to put him on the list last time I did the update. Um, I think that could be a summer trade, too, because he's got the extra year left on his deal, I'm pretty sure, as well. So um, he's a great – he's really underrated scorer. Like, yeah. there should be a ton of teams looking at him. Like, yeah, if Edmonton doesn't get – yeah um Gensel that's a really good fit for them too is Pavel Buchnevich and if the Blues decide to sell if they're thinking long term instead of just trying to make the playoffs this year they could probably get a haul for him too so um what I I I'd probably be surprised if he moves before March 8th but you never know I guess yeah it does feel like we're in the waiting room for the for the draft <laughs> not the trade deadline yeah <laughs> like a lot of these players don't go until june at the earliest yeah i feel like it's gonna be a kind of sleepy trade deadline because i don't really think there's like too many big names that are available at this point like you got hannafin and gensel who are probably out there and maybe jacob markstrom from the goaltenders um but like lindholm already got moved sean monahan was one of the top names Uh, adam henry still out there but like there's no timo meyer on the board yeah, you know? yeah, it's not like last no, year before right. that and Meyer on the board. It's it's completely different for sure. Yeah. All right, to finish off the show, I got a quick one, a couple quick one, actually, well, a quick one. Um, who needs to buy the most? I mean, who needs to make the move the most uh, before the playoffs? Because just to kind of push their way in. Uh, I I would have said Vancouver before they made the Land- Lindholm trade, but they kind of did their the, the mm-hmm. big work there with the Lindholm trade. They don't need to make a bigger trade. Um, I guess for me, it would probably be Edmonton. Like you can't waste the Connor McDavid year, and just given the way the season started too, like they pushed put themselves back in with that crazy sixteen game winning streak, yeah. and the, they can win the Western Conference if they go get another score. So I think Edmonton. Uh, for me, they would probably be the team that needs to make the biggest move. So low key, the Colorado Avalanche have been bad since the, like late December, early January. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're a team that has a lot of cast space still, more than you realize. 
And I don't know if they're going to use it this year, but they have players like Bo and Byram who I've heard might be, you know, a trade chip for the right, right move. Mm. And they're a team that may need more change than you would think for a team that has 34 wins and 72 points on the season. Like they're clearly a playoff team. They're fairly safe in their spot right now, but they have some work to do still. Yeah. Yeah, the Avalanche, because you don't really ha- know what their center, do they have that legit second line center? No, no, they don't. No. And that's the thing. And that's what's that's what messed them up in the playoffs last season. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be one that's going to be, I think, in the market, even though there's just no there's no real impact second line centers now. Lindholm was the guy. Yeah, um, quite, like is Adam Henrique enough of a player for them? Is he? Yeah, I could he know. could he play that long enough for one playoff run and then be done and then move on to the next thing? Like who knows? Yeah, I could see Henrique there. It uh, seems like a good fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be weird seeing Henrique and Parise on the same line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see Parise being there is interesting. I, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Eugene, Alex, thanks for coming on the show. We'll probably do another one, uh, probably maybe a week before the deadline. And yeah, if something right. happens, that is, unless we're just be talking we'll about games, well, then no. <laughs> but if something big happens, it will come back and uh, talk about that just before the deadline. But um, thanks, Eugene and Alex, for coming on. For yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, make sure checking out all of our coverage at thehockeyreds.com on the trade deadline. Hopefully it's busy that you have a lot to read about, uh, but there's a lot of speculation. So lots of articles out there. Check out the sub stack. We've got... Uh, Substacks for all the teams. We also got the premium tier for all of them as well. So check that out in the link below. But until we get together again, we'll see you on another episode of our uh, trade deadline preview shows here.